Hi! Hello out there, dudes and dudettes. Patrick here. Today we have another totally awesome show lined up for you. We're going to talk about the king of the jungle, going back to school, the glamorous vice squad of the 80s, a family of eight, new drugs, fantasies, getting splatted with paint, and maybe some childhood pillow fights. Don't go away. We'll be right back after our intro. Play it again, Sam. Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back once again to another totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamplands of Southwest Louisiana and joining me over Zoom from the great state of Pennsylvania is my partner in crime, the lovely Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hello, Patrick. Lisa, I want to ask you something. Sure. You want to play a trivia game? Oh, okay. I'm always right. surprised by that question. Yeah. <laughs> it's time once again. For a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one. All right, you ready? Here's the first one. Okay. What did Michael Jackson debut during his performance of Billie Jean at the Motown 25th special in 1983? The Moonwalk. Okay, question number two. Okay. In his 1981 chart-topping single, who was Rick Springfield pining over and really wishing he had? Jesse's girl. All right. Lisa, you're on a roll here. Yay! Rocking and rolling. And thundering. <laughs> okay, now here's, here's one I would have never, uh, I would have never got. You want me to ask you or you want to go to another one? No, ask me. Okay, maybe somebody out there in the audience. After leaving Atari, what popular oh. kids' restaurant chain did founder Nolan Bushnell start? Atari? Um, a kids' restaurant? Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. You're really on fire. Kids yeah. You are on okay. fire, Lisa. Fire. Okay. Roller boogie on fire. <laughs> All right. All right. 
Well, let's just jump into our show because we've got uh, several things to talk about. And uh, let's go right on into the, the big screen, talk about a couple of movies. Okie doke. All right. The movie I want to talk about first is uh, from 1984, and it's called Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. In 1886, following a shipwreck off the west coast of Africa, an infant child became part of a family of apes who raised and protected him. As he grew, he learned the laws of the jungle and eventually claimed the title Lord of the Apes. You have another family when you have never seen. My son has returned from Africa. I don't think that you've fully grasped what he really is. He is the Earl of Greystoke. Ah! He is what the jungle has made him. Now, Hugh Hudson, the director of Academy Award winner Chariots of Fire, brings the authentic Tarzan legend to the screen. Greystoke, the legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Greystoke, the legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. A story which captures at last the savage nobility and noble savagery of man's nature. Half of me is the Earl of Greystoke. The other half is wild. So do you remember this one? Yes, I do. Did you watch it? Yes, I have. At the theater? Nope. Uh, okay. I think on HBO. Well, I saw this one in the theater with, with my dad. Uh, my dad's always been my, my movie buddy since I was a toddler all the way. Even today, he's still my movie buddy. We were talking yeah. today about he wants to yeah. meet me this week at a theater and go see a movie. But, uh, yeah, he would take me ever since I was a little kid. He, he, he kind of, I guess my taste grew from what he showed me as a kid, you know, all right. the West, Westerns and adventure and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, anyway, I saw this one at the theater with my dad. Uh, it, I thought it was a great version of the, the Tarzan tale by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Uh, kind of features Tarzan coming back to England. It's not just a, a jungle movie, you know. Yeah. He, comes, he comes back to England and uh, he's having trouble adjusting the human society. Uh, it, it tells the whole story of him being in a shipwreck as an infant and found and raised by apes and, uh, and then being rescued from the jungle and uh, brought back. Back to England, where uh, he's reunited with his wealthy family, the the Greystokes. But uh, so it, it follows the the Burroughs novel very closely, not like the other movies did. So, I mean, this one had a lot of critical acclaim because because of that, you know. And uh, it was directed by a guy named Hugh Hudson, and he directed that god awful movie, Chariots of Fire. No. But but uh, this was much better than Chariots of Fire, I guarantee you. But. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, it is good. But it starred as Tarzan, the Highlander himself, Christopher mm -hmm. Lambert. And uh, I've heard on interviews in that people calling him Christopher Lambert. So I don't know which he prefers. I but say Lambert. Let's, yeah, that's what I hear most is Lambert. And uh, yeah, Do you know that he has a child with Diana Lane? Really? Yeah, do you know with that? Diana Lane? No, were, I thought yeah, she was going to say Diana Ross. <laughs> 
No, no, she, um, no, Diana Fossey. Um, no, because that's the Diana Fossey is the character in Gorillas in the Mist. Which now that you had said this about Greystoke, I thought I should have picked Gorillas in the Mist with Sigourney oh, Weaver, and that yeah. would have made like a good thing. But no, um, Diane Lane, you know, from like Outsiders, and, right? You know, all that. Yeah, um, they were married. I didn't know that. They have a child. Huh. That's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, well. It's this trivia, movie. I should have asked you. Yeah. There you go. It also stars uh, the very beautiful Andy McDowell as Jane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, in my opinion, though, I mean, he was okay as Tarzan, but when I picture a Tarzan, I picture a guy with a lot of muscles, you know? He's skinny. Yeah, and he was just kind of skinny. But, but uh, I don't know. I guess it kind of makes sense because if you think about it, you know. You wouldn't have I mean, muscle. He's pretty much homeless. So, you know, you don't yeah, see a lot yeah. of homeless guys <laughs> yeah. ripped, What's you know. Eating? Yeah, they're all they're all Bananas. skinny and malnourished looking. So, <laughs> right. so yeah, so I think it made more sense to, to use this guy as Tarzan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But uh, a little trivia for you. Uh, for whatever reason, I have no idea, but Andy McDowell's voice was dubbed over. It wasn't even her voice in the movie. It was I think Glenn, it's, Glenn Close. I think because, because I didn't know it was Glenn Close. I knew that that um, that I knew, think it was because she has like a southern accent. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And, Instead of um, being from England. Okay. Yeah. And I just don't think that she could get the English accent. Ah, that makes sense. I didn't know Glenn Close could. Yeah. But I never knew in the movie that that wasn't her talk. Kind of like Flash Gordon. You, you know, know I didn't what? Know that was... I kind of thought there was something weird about it because. Really? Yeah. It just like it just seemed strange you know like but i could never i didn't even know they could do such a thing so i mean back then when it come out so i i just i didn't know why it seemed off but it did seem off to me you know yeah anyway i I thought it was a pretty pretty good movie there's there's only really one scene that i had a problem with and i just did not like in any way and I'll, i'll i mean it's not like a shocker or anything. I mean, anybody that's seen Tarzan or read the book, it's, it's not like a spoiler for this movie, but uh, you know, his ape mother gets killed. He senses it. You know, I thought that was kind of dumb. Oh yeah. It's like Tar- yeah. Tarzan's not like psychic or anything. <laughs> okay. yeah. So so that, that, that uh-huh. scene right there, I thought was, was horrible, but uh, the rest of the movie, I, I really, really like. So I think if you, if you haven't seen it, this one's closer to the book. It's a kind of a different take on Tarzan than Hollywood. The, you know they've done in the past yeah you know so what i remember check it out what's that i'm going razor <laughs> razor yeah he's, he's teaching him how to say words the one guy that's the, the, the oh. his relative he's teaching him how to shave yeah and he can't say and he's like that's one of the words i remember that they saying razor and he's like razor you know he kept saying, <laughs> he kept saying Ray, don't you remember that scene no i have to go back you know, watch I remember it. it oh okay it's kind of goofy yeah Holy yeah. moly, it is torrentially raining here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think I saw it I think when my grandma was still alive. Would you say it come out in 80? Was it in 86? 84. 84. Oh, yeah. well, then definitely she was still alive. Because I remember, I, I swear I remember watching it at my grandparents' house. But, you know, there was some like, uh, like violent scenes in it too. Like, didn't he pick up a, uh, didn't he kill like a panther or something, pick it up over his head and then throw it into the pile of all the apes or something? Yeah. Like, apes don't eat meat like that. So, you know, they're, they're like, from, yeah, I think they're like uh, herbivores, you know, like they eat bananas and stuff. I don't remember the meat mill, um, uh, a leopard or a panther or whatever it was. Yeah. You remember that scene? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, they defend their territory. Yeah. 
Oh, can you hear the rain? Listen, no. You can't hear that? Yeah, I, now I do, yeah. Holy moly. Oh, it's raining hard. My, the whole, my whole room is shaking. Yikes. I don't want to be able to pick it up on here, but yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I remember. I remember the razor, you know, the, that, and then, um, yeah, the I lo the love scene in it. I remember that, you know, get, getting him to get it together there with with um, Andy McDowell, and yeah. you know, and him, you know, going ooh ooh ooh, and you know, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, so it was just a little like he was always like uh, scratching himself, and you know picking his head or something, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. some bugs or something. I don't Jung know. It was like jungle, jungle ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but didn't, wasn't it a pretty long movie too? Wasn't it? it yeah, it was. Hours long or something. Yeah. I thought it was. That's some long. beautiful scenery though. The jungle and those waterfalls and stuff, you know, it's yeah. pre I pretty seen nice. It a long time, but I mean, I know my mom really liked that movie a lot. She, for some reason, my mom likes uh, eight movies, but she loves all the Planet of the Eight movies. So she she was a big fan of this movie. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, that's why I said after I thought about it, I should have done Gorillas in the Mist because it's from the eighties, and I love that movie. It's, it, I don't know if you saw it, but it would have been yeah, I mean, really? yeah. But I didn't. I did not do. Uh, I did not do a Gorilla movie. Let me tell you what I did. Yeah, what'd you did, do? Did you want me? Did you have any more uh, Greystoke? No, that's okay. it. So I picked uh, Back to, the, to School from 1986. I thought you were going to say Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, Back to School, and because it's almost time to go back to school. So yeah. I thought it'd be a good movie to and, talk about. And Rodney Dangerfield would get into a lot of monkey business. He, he did. He did get into monkey business. Yeah. Guess who's getting some class? I'm going to college. Rodney Dangerfield's going back to school. And that's what I call marine biology. Hey, boys, here's a couple of pens in case you learn how to write. Okay. When I used to dream about going to college, this is the way I always pictured it. Wait a minute, when did you dream about going to college? When I used to fall asleep in high school. Here's a book on sex education. Let me see that. The world's oldest living freshman. Well, he left out the most important thing. Where to get it? Say it! Say it! Good teacher. <laughs> he really seems to care <laughs> about what I have no idea. Yeah, a little something for the kids. Okay, take that. It's okay, huh? I don't have any kids. No, because we're here. Get yourself some kids. We're here. Take it all, all right? What a woman. She is the teacher. I know. I like teachers. Do something wrong and make you do it over again. <laughs> What do you say you and I have dinner tonight? Actually, I'd like to join you, but I have class tonight. Why don't you call me sometime when you have no class? He's not just the big man on campus. Hey, folks, it's on me. Shakespeare for everyone, okay? Yeah! Uh, you too, honey. Ooh, I'd like to tame your shrew. He's the wildest man on campus. Shake it up, baby! Say when. Right after this drink. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, back to school. Baby. And so, uh, you know, it's one that I bought for my son because I think of it as kind of a, a guy movie too, but I like it. I, th I think it's kind of funny, you know. Uh, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but um, it's about this 
millionaire businessman named, named Thornton Mellon, who's played by Rodney Dangerfield, and he's upset when his son um, Jason says that he's not he, he's not sure if he wants to stay in college. So um, when I guess when they did the original script for this, Rodney Dangerfield's character was supposed to be poor, but Harold Ramis suggested that they change it to make him rich, which I don't know how it could have possibly worked with him being poor. Because what, what would have been what would have been funny, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he had to be rich because he had to be able to have the money to do all these parties and stuff, you know. So because he decides that he's going to go back to school and go with his son to to you know to to prove like the point that you know college is is fun and all that stuff, you know. So um, it has a really good cast. It's got Keith Gordon plays his son, Sally Kellerman, Burt Young's in it, uh, William Zabka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sweep the lane. Sam Kinison. Yeah. Sam Kinison's in it. Oh, yeah. I forgot Ned, about Ned Sam. Ned Beatty is in it. Ned Beatty. Um, and Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Robert Downey. Terry Farrell. Yeah, Terry Farrell. Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau's in this? She is. And Ro Robert Picardo's in there. Uh, Robert Picardo Adrian, and Terry Farrell from Star Trek. Oh, Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, she's one of the teachers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. I, for some reason, my head was thinking Barbie Benton when you said Adrian oh. Barbeau. I don't know what what, but then yeah, and then uh, there was and then um, the author Cart Vonnegut he plays a cameo as himself in this, and then the band um, Oingo Boingo is in it too. Oingo and Boingo. Do you remember Oingo Boingo? Danny Elfman, yeah. Yeah, and he composed the whole score for the film. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, see, Rodney Dangerfield. I guess I I forget he he like makes his uh, living like selling pants or something like the tall and tall and fat guys or something like that, big and tall store or something like that. And um, he doesn't have an education. That's why he thinks that he just you know he 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 thinks his son needs that to succeed in life. Even though he became rich without an education, he wants his son to get an education. So. Um, and I kind of think it's kind of cool because um, he gets his own like like I guess dorm room or something and he has it all completely remodeled it's like the coolest like I, I just love how they they redid it but um and my power's dimming in here so if I get disconnected it's because the power went off okay it keeps going down real real low um anyway there's this whole scene in there too where his son's on the diving team and I guess do you remember like uh, Rodney Dangerfield having doing that triple Lindy? Oh yeah. Thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And isn't um I think Emmett M, is it M, Emmett, Emmett Walsh? Walsh. Yeah, I think he's, he's like the one. He's the um coach too. In right. This. Yeah. Um. And he yeah. I guess it just happens to be that he had been on the diving team and and come up with this whole um you know oddball like flipping onto the different diving boards, you know, at different levels. Um, and, and he, he gets, he, I guess he, he does get on a diving team and, and helps them to win, I think, but yeah, I think his son gets up, gets up, <laughs> doesn't he get upset and he's mad because he thinks that he thinks his dad has um, bribed, you know, the college, you know, right. which he did, he did do, he, he did that for himself, like getting Kurt Vonnegut to, to do his um, paper for him on, like English lit or something, which is what Sally Kellerman teaches, which Sally Kellerman kind of becomes, becomes Rodney Dangerfield's love interest in it. And I'm pretty sure that, um, is it, uh, is it, I'm not sure if it's like Alexandra Paul in it, but there's a girl that plays, um, plays uh, William Zabka's girlfriend. I've seen her in a bunch of things. I think, I think it's, I think it's her. Hmm. I think it's her. 
maybe I'm thinking Christine. I have to look up who who the girl was in it because she she looks like she looks like the same person in Christine, but it might not be her. You're not that, talking but. about Terry Fell Farrell, are you? Is that the girl? Yes, Terry yeah. Farrell. Oh, yeah, she's from Star alike. Trek. Don't she, they look alike? They do favor. She, yeah, yeah she had that. Um, that's who Terry Farrell was. That, yeah, that series with Ted Danson she was in. Ted Danson. Yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah, I know. I, oh, what was that called? Um, Beckett. Beckett, yeah. yeah, you're right. I forgot that was her. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I was thinking. I I knew there was a girl in it that um, I remember her from the '80s, but and and I was thinking, I don't know. I got that all goofed up. But anyway, um, it was the sixth highest grossing film in 1986, um, which you know, which was the, it, and, and the second highest grossing comedy film of that year behind Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> so that's pretty. Pretty, it made a lot of money and it has a really high um, rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So um, it, you know, it, I think it's a really good comedy. And yeah. I, they do the scene in there where he's dancing to, to Shake It Up Baby. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Where he, he gets up and dances at, the, at some club, you know, and um, yeah. And, and William Zabka's always being a jerk in it too. And he picks on, um, on, uh, Keith Gordon. Keith Gordon got picked on a lot in the eighties in movies. Cause see, I see he was in Christine right around that same time. And then the, the girl in it was Alexander Paul uh, in that movie. And so, uh, you know, it, it was very like right around the same time period. So, um, and, and I think Oingo Boingo, don't they sing um, dead man's party? I think I'm pretty sure in, in that, in this movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It was, good. it was good. So it's a good one to watch for going back to school. Yeah, that was a good pick. Yeah. Going back to school. Yeah. And he does end up, he does end up like, uh, he he does get it, get his uh, degree like legit or whatever he has to do to pass. He has to pass all these courses because he does get caught cheating. And I think they're going to kick him out. And then he has to do each, each one of his, uh, yeah, his classes, he has to score a passing grade on it. I think he just barely does it, but he crap. He, I think, uh, isn't Burt Young in it too? Yeah, from he, Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, he's his. He's like his assistant guy. Yeah. You know, like he's his. Um, I think he's the limo driver in it. Yeah, and he kind of like beats up everybody for for him, and yeah, um, yeah. It was, um, it you know, it's a good movie. So that's that's all I had to say. Do you have anything? No. Was what I had. No, um, it, it was directed by Alan Meter, but I don't know who he, he was, so um, I don't remember him and what anything else that he directed. But you know that. Do you? You know? Do you know? Have you heard of him? No, not sure. Okay, well then. Okay, because a lot of the directors back then, I, I don't know who they were. So, and then like looking back and 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 reading about them now, it's like I don't know who that was. I just know who Harold Ramis was. Yep. <laughs> so yeah okay so now you want to talk about tv i sure do okay i want to okay. talk about a series that kept my interest from 84 to 89 and this is probably this series is probably the greatest series of the 80s <laughs> i'm not saying that it was my favorite i'm just saying it was probably the greatest series of the 80s because I mean, it personified the 80s in so many ways.
vehicles, the, uh, just the atmosphere of it. Yeah. What an incredible series. You know what? Yeah. I never watched it in the 80s either. But I everything was like about Miami Vice, like with Don Johnson and it's clothes yeah. and all that. Of but course, I yeah. I'm talking it. about Miami Vice, right. Okay, oh, go ahead. You didn't go say ahead. Miami Vice yet? Nope. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, oh, go ahead. Yeah, because like I didn't watch it in the 80s. I, I watched it like when my son was like 14. So that was like 15, 14 years ago. So he loved it. And so I watched it with him and he was just crazy about it. So I it would have been glued like glued to it in the eighties. I mean, you can, you can tell friends were going know. to Friday night football games. I was staying home watching Miami vice. Oh, it was on Friday night. Yeah. See, I was watching uh, dynasty or Dallas. I was watching Dallas on Friday. And, you know, it was well-written. It was well acted. It had some fantastic yeah. uh, storylines. Uh, let's talk about the cast. It starred uh, Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas as two vice squad detectives in Miami. And uh, they would go deep undercover to catch like drug dealers, assassins, just all type of uh, criminals. And uh, they, were de they were detectives, uh, Sonny Crockett and Raphael Tubbs. Did you like them? Um, I thought they were good looking guys. And I liked Don Johnson's clothes with the blazer. He brought that, he kind of made that for guys. There really wasn't, besides being preppy and, you know, wearing the whole preppy thing, you know, the, the shirts and stuff, the Izod shirts, there wasn't, and parachute pants. I mean, it really wasn't a style like for the guys in fashion until he come along with his, what is like his penny loafers with no socks on and his yeah. white, white uh, pants and his uh, bright colored shirts and his Definitely. white jacket. He was a fashion trendsetter. Yeah. yeah. And his feathered back hair. And, yeah. and they, they had the coolest car too, that black, uh, what was it? Porsche uh, Spider. Is that what it was? And it was yeah. Uh, and they, yeah, they and cruised the, the streets of Miami in it. With yeah, the, with like the bet within in the air tonight was always playing in the background. And they always, like, uh, the, besides the car, they're off often in their uh, the speedboat chasing after the bad guys. Oh yeah, where'd they get all the money? They were cops. Because, they got it. They I got know, it from the. Don't drive yeah, horses. no, no, no. That was their police car that they were issued. They get it from really? all the the money they confiscate from the drug dealers. They buy really? the stuff. But the series, it had a, a, a great supporting cast, too. Like, uh, Edward James almost was Lieutenant Castillo. And uh, he, he was like this hard as, hard as nails, just silent commander that, uh, I guess, they all respected him. You know, they're kind of afraid of him. But uh, the two female cops on the show were uh, – I'm trying to think of the girl's name. Santiago uh, – Sa Sandra, maybe? Santiago, Sandra? And, uh, and she played Gina. And then Olivia Brown played Trudy. And, uh, okay, I don't know her either, but I remember you talked about Sheena Easton being being on the show too, and, and that, yeah, that, she was just in one season for partial. Yeah, time. and then didn't you say she married? Um, yeah, Don Crockett. Johnson? Yeah, yeah. Thing was, she was bumped off. Or and I like the two. Uh, I guess back then, I don't know if they called them IT back then, but they're they're uh, the two IT guys. They would run around. They, they would do all the surveillance in that van with the big bug on top of it. It was disguised as like a exterminators van uh oh uh, yeah. yeah and th this was michael talbot and uh john deal and they played zito and swistick and they were pretty funny i liked them they're they're kind of nerdy i don't know if you remember yeah. those guys but they're, they're always I, in I that bug van them. really mm -hmm. yeah now it's been like 15 years since i saw that and i watched it with jordan and i don't remember much about it except 
I do remember like seeing a couple of episodes not too long ago on regular TV and they were cruising around town. And that's when I saw them doing the in the air tonight scene and they were playing that music. And they said that they did, they were known for like these scenes of like these really long, like car rides with, um, you know, the, the music, you know, yeah, that was like was a, a thing, awesome. a thing. Yeah. And then I just remember like um, some scene with um, Philip, Philip Michael Tom- Thomas. Is that yep, the one? Yeah. Okay, he was uh, like making out with some girl. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty risque. You know what I mean? Like, it, oh, it, yeah. Like, yeah, it was like, yeah. That, I couldn't. I wasn't sure. Like, some of that should, was would have been allowed on TV. It was, you know, pretty PG thirteen. Yeah, you know? I remember so, that that car was almost a character. You know, it was so awesome. But but uh, okay. I'm sure it broke everybody's heart. In one of the seasons, they destroyed it. Oh. They shot it with the, like a rocket launcher and blew it to pieces. Oh. And uh, but they oh. replaced it. They had that white uh, Ferrari Testarossa that they drove for the rest of the series. Oh wow! Yeah, another another beautiful car. But to me, I like that uh, that Porsche, the black Porsche, better. Yeah. But but yeah, I out in the second season, Don Johnson was going to quit, and they were going to replace him with Mark Harmon. Oh. At the last minute, uh, Michael Mann, who was the producer of the series, uh, he and Don Johnson, they made a deal uh, in pay that Don Johnson couldn't refuse because it made him the highest paid TV actor in Hollywood at that time. Oh. And that's how they kept him. I see. He beat out Jan Michael Vincent then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. okay. yeah. Um, oh, and... Um, yeah, I mean, it did like personify the '80s. I mean, I, I, you know, I think they they made a movie. They did make the movie, like re, the remake. You know. Yeah, they, I didn't care did, for it. They didn't ever do. Did they ever do a TV show on Miami Vice? Like a remake? remake? Yeah. I, I don't think. So. I, I know there was some talk about like a, there was some talk about it, but I don't. I don't think it ever happened. Yeah, I know when Jordan was watching it, we did a Miami Vice birthday party for him. Oh, that's everybody cool. dressed like either from the 80s or they like wore tropical like Tommy Bahama shirts and yeah. I did, like the hall the food was like uh, like a tropical uh, like I had decorations with like palm trees and stuff like that and I got him a um, I got him a I didn't it really didn't look like a Miami Vice cake but it was like beachy you know kind of you know like um, I think when I told people back then that would have been in the you know early 2000s you know um, like 2006 I guess yeah. it would have been um, I don't know if people were knowing what Miami Vice was anymore, you know? So um, they just like made like a beach scene on his cake with some palm trees and stuff. And mm. yeah, that's what it was. Well, that, the and then we, got, we got Miami Vice t-shirts and for his party and he wore him and his best friend wore the t-shirts, which still like to this day, those colors, like the, the pink and the blue and the, yeah. you know, like they, they, they are very, um, I don't know, like connected to iconic. Know, yeah. yeah, iconic. Yeah, and that music by uh, how you say his name is it Jan Hammer? Yeah, that was pretty awesome for a TV yeah, show the theme song. Yeah, that that's true. That was like big on the charts back then. Yeah, yeah, and and, and for like it being music. instrumental, it was surprising how how highly rated it became. Yeah, there was yeah. a couple instrumentals back then that were like Axel F, you right. know, from yeah. Beverly Hills. There were quite a few like instrumentals that became. And this um, series it, had just incredible guest stars over the years. Like you already mentioned uh, Sheena Easton, but she was a little more than a guest star. She, she did like a half a whole season, you know, but uh, she had a big role. And um, 
Glenn Fry was, I remember he was on the episode. Oh, yeah. And he even wrote the song Smuggler's Blues for that episode. What's, um, You Belong to the City? That didn't have anything to do with um, Miami Vice? They, they might have played it on there, but but he wrote Smuggler's Blues sure. just for that episode. Oh. And, um, and I want to say how much uh, just the fashion of the show influenced me back then. And like you're talking about what Don Johnson wore. Uh, I wore a white Don Johnson signature tuxedo to my senior prom. Oh, yeah. By Don Johnson. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it had his name like autographed in it, and it was the Don Johnson signature line. Did you rent it or did you buy it? Rented it. And uh, okay. yeah, and I, I re- also remember wearing uh, white pants and a muscle t shirt with, with like an open button up shirt yeah. and uh, like blue sunglasses. And uh, and I'd wear the, there was a place called Indian Creek. And uh, my friend and I, we, we'd ride around the lake in my dad's bass boat thinking we're like just cool, like crocodile tubs, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dress, dressed like that. <laughs> yeah, I remember my brother dressing like the white pants and he had a, like a, um, like a, uh, like it looked like a Tommy Bahama shirt, like that are, like there's those shirts never seem to go out of style, you know, like a, like Jimmy Buffett kind of thing, you know. Like Is that the, like what they call a Mexican wedding shirt? Kind of same thing? Uh, like a, the like with the with the palm trees on them and the oh okay yeah like Jordan wears them all the time that's all he he wears in the summer kind like, like a Hawaiian shirt almost yeah Tommy Bahama yeah they they all are um like Jimmy Buffett like yeah a Hawaiian a Hawaiian shirt yeah. and I can see my brother in a picture um from back then where he you know he was like dressed up to go to school in these white pants you know and uh and in that shirt you know, like just to go off to school and it's like that's it seems like you know uh, you know getting dressed up for school like can, do people do that anymore you know it's like yeah. yeah well you know i mean and riding your bike <laughs> with your white pants on you know but yeah so people just don't don't put the effort into it like they did but he but yeah don don johnson um he you know he was you know he was originally married to melanie griffith right and they were young and they had dakota johnson yeah. and then they divorced and then they got back together and they got remarried again like i think in the 80s you know and then that didn't work out again so um they were married twice so and it's weird because like when you see him really really young um he had real long hair like real long feathered back hair you know almost like a girl you know and it's like he looks so different once he aged and got like in his 30s like um, I'm not sure how, how his his exact age, you know, for that show, but he really matured well. I can say that. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's well, you said point. you said they were uh, married twice. Mm-hmm. Well, when how how many is enough? Is you know is six enough? Seven enough? <laughs> is is eight enough? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, let's let's talk about eight times. Two is enough, but yeah, you know what? On eight is enough. I didn't know this. Okay, I just started watching it again this afternoon because it's a show that I really love. But um, I can't. It's been so long since I've seen it, and I didn't remember like all the details to it. And so I had totally forgot that. um, Well, it's actually based on a. It's based on a real life person. Okay, I don't really? know if you, you you knew that or, or no, not. I, yeah, I know that. Um, it's 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 um, it's based on a, a newspaper columnist uh, who uh, uh, his name his name in real life is Tom Braden, I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, Tom Braden. And then the dad on the show is Tom Bradford. He's played by Vincent Van Patten. So nope. it's actually based on this guy, uh, guy's Vincent. real life. What's that? Dick Van Patten. Oh, that's yeah. Vincent? That's yeah. his son. Okay, Dick Van Patten. Okay. Um, yeah, which he was in a ton of stuff back during that time period, but um, this is what I remember him the most for. Right. He was a lot, lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was based on this this real real life story, and um He's got eight kids, and I and I just watched the pilot today, and I forgot that Mark Hamill was in the the pilot. He played David, who then right. is replaced in in the in, when it's picked up. Um, Grant Goodies took over that part, so Mark right. Hamill is only in the pilot episode. But then Mark Hamill, I guess um, he like he decided that he didn't like the way that the show was going, like into this kind of um, like uh, like sitcomish thing he thought it should be more of like a drama I guess and so he kind of um he he didn't he, he didn't like that and so what does Mark um, Campbell know he's never amounted to anything yeah and right right <laughs> then and there like right during that time because it okay it was it it it, it was um it, it's it came on in uh the, like I'm trying to think when the, it, it was from uh 70 1977 and then to 1980 one, it was on for five seasons. In the beginning, um, the mother was played by uh, Diane um, Highland. Do, do, you, do you remember this? Yeah, I don't, I don't she, remember too much about the show. I, okay. I, I remember Willie Ames and Adam Rich in it. And uh, I want to say, maybe I'm mistaken, but I thought Ralph Macchio was in it for a little while. Yeah, he was in it, he was in it later. He came on. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. Um, yeah. Um, Okay, Diane Highland was in it for four episodes, and then she she found out that she had breast cancer, and she was John Travolta's girlfriend. I don't know if you knew that, and it was during the time that he was uh, filming Saturday Night Fever, and she was way older than him. Like John Travolta was in his early twenties, and she was in her like mid to late thirties. Like she was a lot older than him, and and she I, I remember she died in his arms. I mean that was like a big thing, and then while he was doing Saturday Night Fever, he was kind of a wreck, uh, you know, in one of the scenes in the movie, and I remember. Uh, Karen Lynn Gordy like talking about it in a uh, making of the movie you know about how what he was going through in real life with that but she had played the mother um, on the first four episodes and then she got really bad she had breast cancer and then they had she got real ill and then they wrote her um, death into the show like a year later which you know when it when it came, when this started it was based on this you know Tom Braden's life and his real life uh, wife's you know and um, and you know, they, and then they had to kind of change the whole, the whole, uh, you know, show around because then they brought in Betty Buckley to be Abby, who, um, who actually started out in the second season, um, and and she marries 
um, Tom, who is a widower at that point, you know? Um, and so uh, they, they really thought that Betty Buckley, she was like known for the uh, gym teacher in the movie Carrie, which came out in 1976. So they kind of really liked her character as the sympathetic like um, high school gym teacher. So they um, kind of thought it would transition well into the series. So that's why they brought brought her on the show, and then Diane Diane Highland died, you know. So, um, uh, but uh, and, and and I was just watching it just now, and I was thinking, you know, who who knew, you know, like watching that, like she was even sick, you know what I mean? Like, cause she didn't even make it through, you know, four episodes. But um, but they cast three different ki kids were recast too, like in the in the first the pilot episode, um, they had totally different people in it and like you would you might know who who they were too because like um the i've been like looking at these people and i'm thinking well that's not willie ames but he wasn't in, he wasn't in until they recast him you know he you know he you know who willie ames is right oh yeah okay so in the beginning in the pilot mark hamill and then you know was was david and then um nancy was played by kimberly beck which i remember her from one of the friday the 13th movies and so i recognized her in the pilot but then they recast her with Diane Kay, and then Tommy was played by um, an actor named Chris English, who I never saw in anything ever before, and then that he was recast um, to Willie Ames. So the pilot is so completely different than the uh, than the, the, when it gets picked up as a series. But um, you know, I was I was watching it and I was thinking like how much I loved that show because it reminded me of that you know that time in, in my life when you know having a family and and having your mom be staying at home you know, that was a job, you know, and, and people took pride in their lives. And so the, the mother was at home, she was a homemaker. And this first, ep the first pilot episode, I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, like, it was kind of um, like their daughter, their youngest daughter, picked up for um, and juvenile attention, and she gets picked up being with a guy that has pot in the car. And, um, she, and it's a felony, because I had amphetamines on him. And I thought that's a pretty big subject because she was going, she was saying, well, it's no big deal because like everybody smokes pot. Well, you know, he was saying you teach your kid, you potty train your kids and then they grow up to smoke pot, you know? And I was like, that's a kind of a weird, you know, comparison, but it's true. You know what I mean? It's like, and then you turn around, your kids are in trouble. Well, then they have to like kind of bail her out or she'll have a felony on her. So they have to take all their money um, and, and pay $1,500 for this lawyer to come in and get her off so the, you know, the charges. And so there's all this going on. And then, um, but it's also like the, the beginning, like with the, the opening scene of the credits of how it opens in the music. I know Grant Goodeve like sang the eight is enough, you know, theme song at, at, at some point. Um, I don't know if they, they, they probably changed it after the pilot, but, um, I was thinking how the credits were like showing them cutting the grass and playing in the yard and them doing the dishes and like they're all pitching in to help around the house and you know and then like going to somebody's graduation you know and 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 just life you know and and it made me think of like my family back then and my grandparents and my aunts and uncles my my uh, parents you know my brother you know being part of a big family which I miss that you know a lot because I don't have that now but um, it just seemed like that that it was such a um just a you know a wholesome kind of show but really when I was watching it I was like thinking no they had all kinds of stuff going on you know and um he drove this wood grain station wagon the dad did 
Um, yeah. It looks just like the, the 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 green the green with the wood grain uh, on the side. Like, just look just like a National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah. Know? And then they had we had uh, one when uh, I was growing up, but it was brown. Yeah, my grandpa had one. And it was navy blue, yeah. wood grain. <laughs> Those yeah. are fun. Yeah, <laughs> I remember driving that thing. It was like driving a boat. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I said, can I go take it for to the post office? And I I can see myself driving down in that in that uh, station wagon to the post office you know i don't i don't see station wagons on the road anymore you know those old ones no i'm talking about the old ones i don't see them anywhere yeah they're gone i rarely see them i figure some people still have them i'll tell you what they also had in this was they had one of those um uh vw vans and it's like a pattern blue color and i saw mark hamill uh was driving it and in one of the scenes when they went were playing football and i'm like i would kill to have that is my dream like car like, I mean, I would kill to have a VW van that people, they, people convert them into like campers and stuff now. And I think back then there were some that had the like pop up, like, like skylight thing that yeah. lifted up and they, um, yeah. And they, and, and they're like, oh my gosh, like I looked online for one before they, they they're going for like 80,000 to a hundred thousand dollars for huh. a VW van. They're, it's crazy, you know, but they had one on there and they had this really cool, like white, white house that was very, um, I don't know. It, it just, it's, it just, it's a huge, big house. But, you know, they were talking like on the show about like they had to pay the guy $1,500 and then they had hired an architect to like remodel their bedroom. And then she, she didn't have the money to pay him. And that was going to be $575. And then their kid who the, the youngest kid that was Adam rich on that show, right. he, he played the, their youngest uh, son. He had to have the tonsils taken out in an episode and they came in and told them, that the, they had to do the paperwork for the insurance company and they said they'll only pay for half. And they, and he said, Oh, wow. So I guess then maybe he should, they should just take out like one tonsil. Well, then he says like, uh, she says, well, you can, you can, you can deal with it. It's only a hundred dollars. And I'm thinking, are you serious? Like it only cost $200 back then in, in like the seventies to get your tonsils out in the hospital. That's it. Because all they had to do was pay a hundred dollars and that was half. They said, you know, they had to pay half. So um, he had to pay that and they were going on like they didn't have any money. And then so he had to go over to this guy's house um, who was the architect that his wife had hired to do the, um, uh, the, the, the drawings and stuff on their addition on their, their bedroom. And he had to see if he could make payment or payment arrangements for this guy. And this guy's son was in the hospital with leukemia, you know, and then he felt like crap because, you know, um, Nick Van Patten felt like the guy was giving him a really, really hard time for, saying like, well, you know, you know, when you do things, you, you, you don't, this isn't like a pay as you go kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you have to, um, you know, you, you pay me for my services. And then he was trying to get out of paying him because they had to pay the lawyer for the daughter that did the drugs, you know, which isn't that guy's fault. And then, then you start feeling bad because, um, the son has leukemia. So it's like, um, yeah, I, I don't remember like any of the un, other individual like episodes, you know, but uh, but I'm like really I'm like going to I'm going to keep like watching them because it's, it's a pretty good it's a good show. And it was, you know, it was on five years. Um, the home featured uh, in the exterior shots was on. It was in was in uh, it was ca- called Lancashire Boulevard in Los Angeles. And it, they said the house has been devo- demolished and replaced. So that stinks. <laughs> you know, it's like they don't even that house that's in it not even it's not even there anymore you know so um do did you ever watch it i did 
Yeah, Ralph Macchio came along as um, Abby's orphan nephew, Jeremy, in the later uh, in the show's later seasons. Yeah, I remember him in there. And I remember I remember yeah. Adam Adam, uh, Adam Rich. I remember his like kind of bowl cut, you know, the yeah. hair. Yeah, Willie Ames, Grant Goody. Yeah, Willie. Yeah, um, and then a lot of the, the girls on the show, um, they went they went on to um, like they 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 had some they had some uh, like serious uh, issues in real life like the one the one girl i think that played susan she said like ended up like having some mental issues and 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 lanny uh o'grady i'm not even sure if she's still alive she she uh, she had some uh mental health issues too um but yeah there was like four girls and three boys i think or five yeah there was eight 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 and you know what they were talking about that because the, the daughter asked the mother she's like saying you know um they were talking about like when the mom was younger and, and she said that one of the things that is different now in the 70s then is that family families weren't that big anymore like people didn't have eight children in their in their family and so she said she got picked on a lot in in school because of how many kids were in the family and she says to her mom like didn't you ever think of like stopping like you know like i mean you could have prevented this you know and she's like well she said we we, we did want like one boy and one girl, but then we got another girl. And then she ch tried to tell her daughter that four of them were accidents, you know? And so she's like, well, how does that make, how do you think that that would make a kid feel to know that like he wasn't, they were an accident. And she said, well, it wasn't like that we didn't want you and we didn't love you, but you just were a surprise. And I, I find that um, shocking in itself when people say that, <laughs> because it's not like they don't know how they, you make them, you know, yeah. especially if you already made four, <laughs> you know, so you got it down, you know? So I know that um, also like the, that, that, that time period that uh, Mark Hamill decided to um, leave the show was on the night that the pilot episode aired was the night that he was in that really bad car wreck. Uh, we got all the facial injuries. Right. So he had to quit, quit the show, you know, which he didn't, he didn't, he, he didn't really um, want to be in it anyway. Um, but he had decided to honor his commitment to it. But, um, but then he was in that wreck that night, the night that it aired. So, you know, I thought, you know, um, I didn't know if he had already started doing like the first Star Wars because his face looked okay in the first one. It wasn't until Return of the Jedi. Right. But, um, yeah. They had already, I think they had already filmed the first one. So if they filmed the first one and he was doing it, it's enough at the same time. Yeah. And it had, or maybe he, you know what? It actually, I think it started filming in, in 76 and then it didn't, um, didn't, yeah, it, it came it, out it in 77. It came out in March 15th of 77. So it probably were uh, filming it in 76, like maybe in the fall, because it looks like the fall in the pilot. And then um, maybe then they didn't air it to them. But then he was into um, doing, you know, the, the Star Wars stuff. But it was weird to see him on the show. And on the first episode, he decides to move out. He has a fight with his dad and goes out and gets his own apartment. And, you know, and it's like, wow, there's Mark Hamill. You yeah. Know, so, Gets yeah. in a fight with his dad, moves out, yeah. live with yeah. his uncle on the planet Tatooine. <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know, heck with this stuff, you know. But um, yeah, um, I'm going to keep watching it. So I don't know if anybody else, you know, was a fan or not, but I really like it. Because it, it kind of encapsulates that, that time of the late 70s, which I really, that's like my favorite that's like my favorite time period on earth for, for, I don't know, just the way things used to be, you know, I just really like that time period. So 
So, because uh, that's like when, um, that's when like Star Wars came out. That's when uh, ISIS was on TV. You know, it's like, that's when like all the cool stuff was just starting on the verge of, you know, yeah. late 70s and then going into the early 80s. And then, you know, and then it got, you know, really deep into the 80s, you know, like the, all of that stuff. But I like the late 70s the best. So, yeah. So that's all I have to say about it is enough. All right. You want to move on and talk about some uh, music? Yeah. I want to talk about my boy, Huey Lewis. I love this guy and I love his band. And besides the Pop Ninja podcast and the Faye Five from Fans podcast, shout out to Jamie Ray. Jamie Ray! I listen to Huey Lewis's uh, 80s music podcast every week. Do you? Excellent. Excellent podcast. I didn't, I didn't know he did that. Okay. He's got almost uh, 40 episodes out now. It's like 30, 38 maybe. What's he talk about? It's all about music from the 80s. Oh. Does and he have uh, he'll he have, have different, like, musical guests? He does. He'll, he'll, he, every once in a while, he'll have some musical guests on there. But but uh, each of his episodes might have a theme. Like uh, one I listened to was like songs that had harmonicas, that featured harmonicas. Another one was, uh, you know, song, women's songs from the 80s. Another one was R&B songs. Another one, you know, he, okay, he does okay. different different uh, topics like that. Okay. I saw him in concert. Yeah. He does. That that, that podcast is, is excellent. That, that's the only other besides ours and uh, Jamie Ray's that I listen to regularly, yeah. you know. Cool. But, uh, you know, he, he had some good songs. Uh, Power yeah. of Love, Heart of Rock and Roll. Hip to be Big square. Yeah. Heart step and soul. This is it. Doing it yeah. all for my baby. Do do you believe in love? I do. And okay. I want a new drug. Do you? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Working but for I a love living. them. He was awesome. Yeah. Back in awesome. time. Yeah. So, um, so many great songs. Sports album, right? Yeah. It's called Sports. Yeah. I have it in my I have it out in my in my evil lair in my 80s. Thing. I yeah. have his album up on one of my shelves. Yeah, and I, and I love how he did not one but two soundtrack songs for the uh, Back to the Future movie. That's true. And then he also had a cameo in the movie. Where was he? He played the principal of the uh, school when they were doing the uh, interviewing the bands, like auditioning the bands that were going to play at the prom. I've only yeah, seen Back to the Future in pieces. Yeah, Is he's in the. He's like that? sitting there with the three. He's one of the three judges that are listen to the oh, band yeah and well, i'll tell you this a little trivia for you he was approached to write the theme song for ghostbusters 
but he turned it down. So they got Ray Parker Jr. And Ray Parker Jr. ended up stealing the music from Huey Lewis's I Want a New Drug and putting the words of Ghostbusters to that, you know, beat. Really? Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. And, and that. Huey, Huey sued Ray. You know, he took him to court for uh-huh. plagiarism and he won. Oh. But then later on, he also, during that uh, court hearing, he, uh, what do you call that, uh, where you're not supposed to talk about it? Like, uh, just like, um, the yeah, you, closure, yeah, yeah, um, laws, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like z- zip your lip, yeah. <laughs> he had one of yeah. those, and uh, but he started talking about it on some interview shows, so uh, he got sued by Ray Parker, <laughs> so he had to pay a lot of the money back, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, um, yeah. he should have just asked for um, a portion of the because that because the Ghostbuster soundtrack was big time, yeah, they cut him in. You know, give them a part portion of the the pros, you know, the, the profits of that that song. Right. Yeah, that yeah, work. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. We when we were on our way to see him in concert, and we went to the Seven Springs Resort. We found this turtle crawling along the road on the way home from it, and we brought it home with us. We thought we put it and have it live out by our pond out back, and we named him Huey Lewis. Huh. But we found out he was a uh, a wood turtle, and um, he didn't want near a pond. He wanted in the woods, and he uh, took off and ran away. <laughs> so, and then we found out it was bad to take them away from their, you know, their where they're going. Like, because um, if you see a turtle like crossing the street, you you need to take them to the other side of the street because if you take them back to the where they're coming from, they will um, cross again. They will, they will just come across again, get run over by a car. Yeah, because they're usually going across the street because their boyfriend and girlfriend's over there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, but our Huey Lewis ran away, you know. So, yeah. But um, yeah, he's got to be like what, like seventy maybe now. Like, yeah, he's getting up there in age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is he still touring? You know. Is he what? Is this, it, 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 or was that it? <laughs> You know, he's done. To, is he done touring, or do they still tour? Oh, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. In the news, you didn't say that that about Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah, that was his band, yeah, the, the news. news. Yeah, the news. Yeah. But he, yeah. he tells a lot of trivia about himself and the band on that podcast. It's it's fun to listen to. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I like him. I, he yeah, he seemed like a a, a nice person too. Like he, yeah. he was real like happy and upbeat, and he was in the um. He was in. Was it? Was it? We, we are the world. He was. He sang on that. He sang in that song. We are the world. Yeah. With Michael Jackson and everybody. Right. Huey Lewis was in that. So, yeah, he was big, big eight in the eighties. You know, and all, I liked his their videos too. They did a oh, lot yeah, of you know, MTV yeah. videos. Good yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Now I don't know if you're gonna know who my music is. Oh know? yes, I know who this is. <laughs> you do. I remember cranking that up in my car while leaving the high school campus every day, you know.
right? Because I didn't know who it because because I'm talking all to Nova. Yeah. Yeah. Life so, is just a fantasy. <laughs> that's right. I love them. I mean, and it, and you know what? I thought they were a band, but it was a solo. He's a solo artist. Well, all I know is that one song, and what an fantasy? epic song. Yeah. You don't know any of his other songs? Just the intro to Fantasy was so epic. Oh, no. He's got lots of songs. You don't know Fooling Yourself? You don't know that song? I don't know. Um, you, don't, you don't know Ball and Chain? Maybe. You, you, you can't you know force me to say this stuff. No. <laughs> okay. Why? I, Why? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and Well, my favorite song that, they, that he does is You're My Love. entire um Alden Nova album and because because it was that was the name of the album too was Alden Nova and it, it came out in 1982 and I just remember um you know I one of the senior classes uh, doing a dance to ball and chain um and uh it like they did a variety show every year I don't know if your your school did that or not did yeah we had like uh this? yeah what, what do you call those talent shows or something yeah. we, we did stuff like that and they did dances and stuff, and then they had like comedy shows and yeah, stuff. And, a bunch of stupid yeah, but they always yeah. had like these couple dances, and that was like a, a slow song. And I remember them wearing uh, like the black and red when the leg warmers and stuff, and little like skirts and stuff. And, and they danced really well. And I was thinking, I don't know how these people knew how to dance like this if they were in an episode of Fame or something. But um, yeah, um, it was it was it was a good song to to do to dance to. <laughs> I loved it. But, um, what? <laughs> no, I was thinking about two of my friends at a talent show in high school. They they did uh one of the Nilly Vanilli songs and they wore like uh mops on their heads, like yeah. for dreadlocks, oh, and yeah. they would run and jump in the air and bump their oh, bellies. Bump into each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's Nilly Vanilli is a, a sad story. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, he's I think he's he's a Canadian. Um, he's a Canadian artist, Aldenova. So, does Nova um, stand for Nova Scotia? No, 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 it does not. Yeah, I'm trying to, I, I wondering what his real name was. I, I thought I had it written down somewhere, but um, I don't, you know, he pro I know he produced, um, he produced some of Celine Dion's early albums. He wrote the song, A New, New Day Has Come for Celine Dion. Um, really? He co-wrote uh, the Blue Oyster Cult song "Take Me Away." Huh. Um, yeah, he's won. He's won Grammys. 
you know, the only album that I know that he did was this this one, and I love every single song on that album. I mean, I I like played that, and on I think I had it on a cassette, and I think I had it on a. I know every single song on that single. I know, yeah, that's on that single. Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I love fantasy. You know what fantasy reminds me of, though? Um, it reminds me of that um that song by Golden Earring. You know, um, um, uh, is it um. The name of that song um by uh is it uh not their commissar uh what's it called radar love maybe oh yeah but radar fantasy, love fantasy reminds me of that that song i know it's by golden earring um radar love it might be radar love but they have a kind of the same kind of something going on in there that, that was similar you know but um yeah um i'll try to see what his real name was because I don't think it was Aldo Nova. I don't think that's his real name. Oh, it's Aldo Capricorizico. Okay. C-A-P-O-R-U-S-C-I-O. No wonder he changed his name. Okay. I knew I had it somewhere. So Aldo was his real name, Aldo. I don't know where he got the, but he, and he was born November 13th, 1956. So maybe because of November, he changed his, his name to Nova, you know, short in November, you know? So um, I guess I don't know where that come from, but I guess when you have a, a name like that and nobody can pronounce, um, you get rid of it. So, so yeah, play, um, play some all to Nova in our, in, in, in this. And you know, I already did. I'll be, they'll be there. Okay. I already played it. You did? Have we played? Have we played any of him anywhere along the way? I just did. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I know you're gonna stick that in there. I already did. Okay. <laughs> Put in "You're My Love" because that's my favorite, and and fantasy is what most people know. But look up "Ball and Chain" because you will know it. Maybe you hear it, but but when you think of "Ball and Chain," you think um, of I think of Chain Gang. You know, like oh. no, I think of like um, you know. Jailhouse Rock or something, you know, yeah, you know, ball and chain, like not like you're tied to somebody like a ball and chain, you know, that's the, you know, I always think ball and chain like a chain gang working on a chain gang, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, um, he like okay, so he's born in '56. He's getting pretty old, so yeah, he's uh, '66. Is he? Is that how old he is? 66? I don't know. I can't. I'm doing math in my head um, fast. 65, 66. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know where he's at now, and I don't know what he's doing. But but I liked him in the 80s. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so do you have any more that you want to add to? No. That? I know he's wrote over 100 songs too. So um, maybe he's just writing for other people now. I don't know. But he. But um, but he is from Canada, so uh, he he might maybe he's friends with Brian Adams, maybe though. Yeah, but I don't know. But he but I've never seen him talking. I've never seen him like in an interview. I and you know even though that that is one of my favorite albums of the '80s, I don't remember him ever being like um like big in the like the videos and the you know I don't remember him like that. Do, do you remember anything about him like? Like him All on a, I remember like, is that one song and played it in my yeah. car. Yeah, but I don't even remember a video for Fantasy. Do you? you Every day, no, 
No. Huh? No. Nope. I remember the song playing all the time. Now I'm going to have to look up the video. But picture a guy in a high school parking lot right yeah. after school and everybody passing by his car is he'll hear that. Were you playing that? Were you playing that song? Helicopter, huh? Yeah. That was me. That was cool. Like Apocalypse Now. That's it. Yeah. 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 Okay. I love the smell of Aldo Nova in the morning. Aldo Nova. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Uh, okay. I love them. Okay. So now what you want to talk about Speaking of apocalypse about? now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to talk about the the sport of paintball. Yeah, which got its start in the eighties. And uh, yeah, we talked about um, laser tag. But laser tag. Fun. This was a little more painful. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was such a fun sport, and uh, I'll give you a little trivia about it. it. It started off as a tool for foresters. They would use the paintballs in a pistol to mark uh, trees. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, you know, showing like the ones that are to be cut or the ones that are not to be cut. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And, and, you know, they would color code it, shoot different paints at, at different trees. And uh, the different colors meant different things to foresters. But uh, these foresters, you can, <laughs> you can picture these bored foresters out in the woods. And, you know, before long, before long one of them, you know, shoots the other one. And the, the sport of paintball began, you know. Yeah. So, they probably just had a blast. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, blast. paintball guns and the actual paintballs and masks and accessories and all that kind of stuff became a huge multi-million dollar industry over the uh, over the years. You know, it even became a pro pro uh, sport. Yeah, and it, it is still uh, super popular. I got yeah, I know friends um, that play it all the time. Yeah, I had people that went by my house and paintballed my uh, whole wall and my sign. Um, so yeah. it's still going strong only it seems to be for vandalism not the more than for fun yeah well what so. i say i'm not talking about my first real six string but i got my first real paintball gun for my birthday at the five and dime no from my brother he bought oh. me a a used oh. paintball pistol well, from a uh a field they, business that was going out of uh busy or closing were they like my off. brother had one too and he gave it to to Jordan when, when um, Jordan was like a teenager, but they were wicked and they could leave a welt on you. They were like oh, an yeah. air pressure, like a, oh, yeah. um, like a, uh, like, air, like, air, like they were full of air, you know? I got and in trouble for could... shooting my mom in the butt one time. <laughs> oh, did you? oh yeah. Okay. She still yeah. talks about it. <laughs> she does? Yeah. Oh yeah. They hurt. You, my brother for my birthday, uh, this paintball business was going out of, you know, they, they had like a field, they were going out of business, so they were selling all their guns like real cheap. So uh, he bought me one for my birthday, bought him one. And uh, then for my birthday, not only did he give me the gun, but he took me to my first paintball adventure. So we went to this uh, field. Yeah, it was about 45 minutes away from our house and uh, got to play a fun game. There's probably about 10 people or more there. Yeah. And we got to play and I was hooked. But uh but over the years, from, from the late 80s to the mid-90s, uh, I was all into paintball. I, I owned several pistols and rifles, and uh, I'd play at different paintball fields, and I even participated in scenario games. And uh, one, one of the coolest scenario games involved, like, hundreds of people playing on three teams, and the game went on for, like, 48 hours. It, it never ended. Like, you played day and night for 48 hours. And, uh, and you did? You yeah, did? Th- th- yeah, this was on – uh, 
No. Well, I mean, we set up a tent. We tried to get a nap here and there, but uh, but even like you know, three o'clock in the morning, there are people out there Shooting like each stalking other? each other. Yeah. And these <laughs> are scenario games. Like you had like a you're you're playing a character, and you had like missions and stuff. You know, it wasn't just go out there and shoot the the other team, but uh, but it was it was near Houston, Texas. Um, but I filmed a documentary for them of the event. And uh, instead of getting paid for it, uh, they let me and my wife into a game for free, you know, to play for free. And they even gave us like a case of uh, paintballs. Oh, your wife played paintball with you? Yeah. I don't know if you went with um, like friends or you went by yourself or. Mainly you by your, myself. She just oh. went to that one with me. Uh, but okay. uh, my she favorite like indoor, she did. My favorite indoor paintball place was in uh, Indianapolis. And in the mid nineties, when I was driving 18 wheeler, I, I would keep a, like a duffel bag with all my paintball gear. And mm. if I found like a pretty cool, like indoor paintball park or whatever you want to call it, yeah. I, would, uh, I would go. And my favorite place I ever found was in Indianapolis. And it was an indoor paintball place called dark armies. And this was so cool inside this building they built a ruined city street, like a couple of streets with corners and stuff. And they had wrecked cars and they had like graffiti all over the, the, yeah. the crumbling walls. And it, it looked like a post-apocalyptic city. Okay. Yeah. And you would, uh, they had, you know, you, you would come in and they would give you like a safety briefing and then you got your gear on and. You wore a helmet over your head, right? Yeah. So yeah. You had a helmet with a face mask. Yeah. yeah. And then you go in and play, but everything was like blacklit and they had strobe lights. And I mean, it was really cool. They had music playing and sound effects. And it felt like you were in a war zone. Was it like on the weekend? Like when people would be there? Like, cause I mean, when would you go? Like what time of the day? Like what, who did they do that kind of stuff? Oh, they were usually probably open in the evenings, but you could have parties and stuff there. You could rent it out. Yeah. But I, I would go on the weekends, like I'd drive an 18 wheeler and I'd be going through there and I'd stop for the weekend, you know. They even have a hotel room. Now. Do they do it at all anymore? Do what? Do they do those things now? Have you ever seen like a paintball place like what you're describing? Have you? Yeah, there's still, there's still places out there. They do? Okay. Yeah, I haven't played in ages, pro probably since the uh, mid to late 90s, but uh, oh. but it was a fun, fun times. Yeah. Yeah. I never play paintball. Yeah. I, see, I don't like anything gun related, not even paintball. I don't like shooting anything. I can't do it, you know? And then I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> you know, I don't want to get shot, you know, even for, because I mean, I, I saw people with like red welts all over their bodies. I think my uh, cousin and my brother and his friends used to play and um, they'd play like out in the woods, you know, yeah. with each okay. other. And it was, dangerous kind of like because those were pressurized right. and yeah yeah now i think i maybe the ones that you're talking about they weren't they weren't like that you know oh I mean? yeah they like were they, they, they had were like clt cartridges yeah they were met like these metal like um the air know? tanks on the back of them yeah the air tank they were like metal like yeah. i thought some of them were maybe plastic like they weren't um, kind of like a small know? like diver's tank yeah yep yeah my brothers would cost some hundreds of dollars for for a tank, you know. I'll tell you what, about <laughs> that 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 one game that my ex-wife went with me to Houston to play for 48 hours, uh, she got into it. I didn't think she would, but 
I mean, she's diving on the ground and rolling and coming up shooting. And I mean, she got yeah. into it. Yeah. Uh huh. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds like fun for, you know, everybody. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were a lot more tame when, you know, on my, what, what we did it, 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 uh, with my friends, you know, we didn't, we didn't shoot each other. But we I'll still had a that, blast. Yeah, a blast. funny, funny. I'll tell you that that scenario game in Houston, they had people with uh, paintball army tanks. What they did was they took plywood and they they built sides and, and tops and that onto like a golf cart. And they, yeah. made it, they made it look like an army tank. And the people would pop out the top and shoot paintballs. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. That's pretty but, diehard. Uh, yeah. It was fun. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Are we too old for that stuff now? I don't know. Are Never. we? Would you do it? Would I you would. go do it? Okay. I probably would. Yeah, yeah. Have to look up and see. Did you ever look in your area to see if they had a, a paintball place near? Yeah, near there's you? a place right here in Lake Charles. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know if they're still open after the hurricanes happened, oh. but there was there was a place right here within the last few years. You need to get like Jamie Ray and go, <laughs> go change each other around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like get uh, all your ninja people. Yeah. 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 And have a ninja. Go pop a ninja. And go pop a ninja. You <laughs> 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 pop them all over. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Are we, are we done paintballing? Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. something else. Okay, something else. Okay, uh, Pro- did you probably have- just as violent. Go ahead. Just as violent. <laughs> okay. Well, I wanted to talk about like having slumber parties. You know, back in the day. You know, uh, I remember like the first one I ever had was when I was nine years old. Like that, I had girls like sleep over in a group at my house for my birthday, for my ninth birthday, and that was like that is one of the memories of my childhood that is like you know engraved forever yeah. because it was such a fun day like we we did bobbing for apples we played all these games i had a really cool birthday cake you know that was a raccoon then we all slept out in the uh, living room and everybody all the girls brought their sleeping bags and we slept on the floor yeah i wish i had a group of girls spending the night (laughs) in their sleeping bags in your living room okay in their in their pajamas which that was like a thing, you know, because then it like in the 80s, you know, it, it like, you know, like the movie Slumber Party Massacre and, you know, uh, you know, girls coming over for a sleepover and everybody like bring, needs pizza and gives each other their makeovers. And, you know, they have a slumber party in um, Valley Girl. And if you think about different movies, there's a slumber party in the 80s, you know, it's like that was like a, a thing, you know, then everybody gets killed or something when it's a horror movie, you know, with, with the girls, you know, but um I always remember, you know, we did sleepovers all the time too, with just like one friend or maybe a couple friends or like my, my cousins would come, you know, and we were always staying up on Friday nights. We'd always order pizza and we'd stay up watching Friday night videos and oh, then yeah. uh, we'd watch Benny Hill, you yeah. know, so yeah. And then we just stay so up. We, we didn't have and, sleepover. I guess that was like more of a girl's thing. We, we had camp yeah. outs. We'd go out in the woods, bring our tents and Oh, my brother's friends and... always staying overnight at our house. He practically yeah. lived at our house, and they slept on the floor in the living room. And I, don't I, know might, they were I might have a couple of my friends over to spend the night. We would stay up, you know. We rent like three or four movies. Yeah, we yeah, cook. We, we cook some pizzas. Remember those little? What was those yeah. little small uh, Tanitos <laughs> or something? Those little pizzas. Oh, oh Tostitos. Tostitos. Yeah, we would each get yeah, us our own Tostitos. Snack. 
Yeah. We, we had cooked them and uh, we watched a bunch of movies. Chippy Club popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We would watch a bunch of movies too. Like we'd go get down to uh, old visions of video and rent, rent uh, movies too. And um, yeah. Or watch HBO all night long. And I remember like, remember a couple of times when some of my girlfriends stayed overnight, we'd sneak downstairs in the middle of the night and watch a movie like that we shouldn't have been watching. Like I remember Ooh. my one friend Pam and I watched uh, Looking for Mr. Goodbar in the middle of the night and then i remember i had a friend named carrie and we watched the movie carrie and you know and and then i remember my one friend chris stayed overnight and i remember there was this whole thing my and my dad had a scanner because he was you know a, a fireman and some it had come across the scanner that somebody had robbed the the local little convenience store just like like just like right down the street i could see it from my house on the corner you know and that the guy got away on foot you know, so we were all like freaked out over that. And um, and uh, we were up watching scary movies too. And my dad would always sit out in the kitchen, like in the in the rocking chair, listening to the scanner. And a lot of times he fell asleep out there. So, you know, if you didn't hear from him for a while, you never thought anything of it because, you, you know, he's out there sleeping. Well, I remember we were watching a scary movie and my dad decided after we were already terrified about the guy getting away that had robbed the store, you know, we kept thinking he was going to be coming, looking in our window and stuff. You know, my dad like crawled in on his hands and knees and he grabbed my friend on her shoulder. Like he kind of hid behind the recliner and then he jumped out in the scary scene in the movie. And um, I, she never stayed overnight at my house ever again after that. <laughs> so I guess not. It was like she wanted to go home, but it was like late and it was like uh, too late to take her home, you know, and it's like so we ended up sleeping. Sometimes we slept downstairs in the living room and then sometimes we slept, slept on my floor. Um, in my bedroom, you know, but we were always sleeping on a, in a, in a sleeping bag somewhere, you know, even, you know, um, I don't, you know, if you, if you had a friend over, you'd ever like put them in the bed with you, you always slept in a sleeping bag, you know, so I had a, I had a, a double mint uh, gum sleeping bag and Critter had a uh, sleeping bag that uh, looked like a box of Cracker Jacks. So did you have a, a special sleeping bag? Anything that was like, Nah, not nothing special. Bag. Yeah, just a regular yeah, sleeping bag. Sleeping bag, cool back then. You know, they had all different kinds, like lunch boxes. Yeah, but we we'd go camping, so we had you know sleeping bags and a regular old sleeping bag. Yeah, our ice mm -hmm. chests and our tents and our Coleman did stoves. You, do you, and you remember stuff. ever playing um, Truth or Dare? Did you ever do that? I remember that. I, I don't did think I ever did that. Oh, we used to do that all the time. I did that even when I was older. We'd play Truth or Dare. I played and that at your house with those those the eighties the party. <laughs> was that really Truth or Dare though? That wasn't like the same thing. Truth or Dare is like not reading it off the card, but you like just uh -huh. have to ask somebody. Like, and if you ask them a question and they don't want to answer it, then they have to do the dare no matter what. Because you uh -huh. might ask somebody something and they don't want to answer it, and then they have to do whatever you say to do. And it could be like you know, tell them to run outside and and scream or yell or do something or you know uh we tell people to moon somebody or you know i mean it's just like crazy things and you know i just remember um you know it would what i remember the one time like i i was with my my uh cousin and we were i don't know if i told you this before ever and we we had played um volleyball with this group called campus life and they they we we had put on these garbage bags and we had gone down there to uh to throw um, water balloons at everybody. <laughs> and they yanked us out of the car and they threw us in the creek. And then we had to walk home in, in, uh, 
it, 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 it because we were soaking wet and we jumped in like mud puddles the whole way home. And then um, I had to leave my clothes. I think she gave me a pair of her pajamas to wear. And then we we put those Mexican, you know, um, hats on and we drove around town in our pajamas and um, we jump out of the car at the stoplights and uh, switch places. And then we'd run around screaming doing a Mexican fire drill. And so like we did that for fun. This is before, you know, there was, um, you know, cell phones and people had to make up their own entertainment, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I remember like, um, I remember like one time when a friend of mine stayed overnight, we, uh, we decided to walk downtown at night, at midnight to um, the, the one grocery store that was open 24 hours to buy burritos, like frozen hmm. burritos you know, and uh, eat burritos. And so don't ask, you know, we used to like just, you know, stay up late, you know, and then sleep in, you know. I mean, did you did you have an all night party for your it, it uh, for your graduation? Did you guys do that where you stayed up all when everybody was at the school? Was like I, I wasn't home. I wasn't in town for my graduation. I was on a military oh. base. Oh, you had at already joined the military? I was, yeah, they flew me out before my graduation. I was at basic training. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, we had an all-night party. And I don't know if they do that anymore or not, where you could not leave the property of the school, you know? Yeah. And they had, like, a movie, and they had a magician, they had a dance. We used to do stuff they, like that at church. They called them lock-ins. Yeah. Where you stayed up 24 hours, and they locked yeah. the doors, and you stayed there the whole time. Yeah. And they would you have remember? all kind of activities and movies oh, and bowling and yeah. stalking and all kinds of stuff. I don't know if they on. do and stalking. <laughs> no, <I> just... <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah, I remember we, we all stayed up for our all night party. I remember the movie was Fletch. And then I remember um, we all went for uh, donuts for breakfast. And then we, when we, I remember being so tired because I, I don't I think it was the first time I ever stayed up the entire night, you know? Cause like we'd stay up and watch stuff, but, but like going to bed was like two o'clock in the morning. Like now I do that every night. <laughs> I stay up and it's not a slumber party, you know, it's like, I can't sleep, you know, but, um, but yeah, it was fun. I, I, I love that. Love that time period. Um, yeah. Which, which, you know, I, I was still, you know, hanging out with some of my girlfriends here, even just up until the, you know, before COVID and we'd, um, you know, watch movies and eat junk food and, um, you know, do that kind of stuff, uh, uh, you know, French braid each other's hair, get, you know, you give each other makeovers, put those masks on your face, you know, just like in the movies, like, you know, like, like in Valley Girl, you know, and uh, give each other makeovers, do each other's fingernails, you know, paint each other nails, each other's nails. It was fun. Like what girls do. I guess guys don't, you know, I don't know what they have to do with each other. I guess you don't do each other's hair. No, we, we just watch uh, nudie movies and stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. That's all I have to say about slumber party. So I think that, um, you know, if pe people, you know, listen, they, they should like go talk about this stuff with us. So they're going to tell us about like uh, a slumber party that they had, you know, with their friends. We used to have pizza parties too, like after school. Yeah. Like, have pizza parties. But um, yeah. Except nudie <laughs> movies. Don't talk about those on <laughs> our page. <laughs> Uh, no, only you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know uh, Jimmy and Jordan were listening to the, the cat people, and they're like, "That's all we remember too." <laughs> yeah, the nudity. That's <laughs> like, it. Yeah, that's all they know. 
I'm like, there was a whole story there, you know. No, no, we 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 remember the 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 full frontal Natasha Kinsey. <laughs> that's it. I think that's the first time Jordan ever saw any of that in a movie ever. I think he, he was kind of blown away. He's like, what kind of movies did you watch back then? <laughs> you know, I mean, I was thinking like, yeah, that you don't see that in today's movies. They don't do that anymore. You don't see like what you saw back in a rated R movie back in the 80s. And violence has taken the place of what makes something rated R instead of, you know, nudity, you know? Yeah. Completely different. So, so anyway, what did you want to, what do you want to give away for, for this? Frozen burrito. A frozen bur- I can do that. <laughs> frozen burrito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to give away a, um, a DVD or a CD? Because we decided that we were going to do some CDs, you know, we do an Aldo Nova CD. There you go. Yeah. Aldo Nova. Yeah. Or back to the school on DVD. I know it's, it's out there. So what do you want to do? It's up to you. Okay, let's do let's do I'll do back to school on DVD and the and the um and the uh code word can be Greystoke. So we'll combine the two. There you go, Greystoke, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Greystoke yeah. is the word. Back to let's the let's give away school. a VHS. <laughs> a VHS? Do you have one? Still have one? Well, might be able to play it. Oh. Yeah, for you. I have one. I still have one. Yeah. I have all of my VHS um, tapes, too. Yeah, in, in, in tons of them, in totes. Yeah. So. So an Aldo Nova CD? <laughs> or back, no, back, back to school. Back to school CD? Back to school DVD. Back to school DVD. Okay. That makes a <laughs> lot more sense. Yeah. But and Gray Stoke is the magic word. The code word. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening and uh, hope we sparked some memories in y'all's brains. And uh, please interact with us on our Facebook page. Let us know what you like and uh, things you would like us to talk about in other uh, episodes. And we'll have a new episode for you next Wednesday. And thank you again so much for listening. And as we sign off, I'm going to leave you with this final thought. No, but I've been working hard, Johnny, and I'm trying to relax. You know, yeah. I got uh, I go to Las Vegas next week. The resorts here for that. I got an album coming out, a movie coming out. I'm working very hard. Yeah. Well, you know, my father, he was a workaholic. Really? Oh, yeah. You mentioned work, he got drunk. I <laughs> did not. <laughs> well, I finally solved my drinking problem. I joined Alcoholics Anonymous, you know. Yeah, I still drink. I use a different name. That's all. <laughs> Now, I tell you, my problem is that I drink too much, way too much. Yeah. I got my doctor a urine specimen. There was an olive in it. <laughs> now, I'm never lucky in bars. Uh, I saw a sign of a one bar. It said topless, bottomless. I went inside. There was no one there. Life ain't easy. I mean, nothing works. So you had to decide to look out for number one, and I stepped to number two. <laughs> Smoking, that's another one. Yeah. Try to stop smoking, that's a beauty, huh? Well, with cigarettes, my wife and I, we made a deal, my wife and I. We yeah. only smoke after sex. I got the same packed house since 1975. <laughs> what bothers me is my wife. She's up to three packs a day. Yeah. Ah, 
I'll tell you the truth. My wife and I, we never have sex. No. Now, we get undressed. We can't stop laughing. You know? <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. When my wife does have sex, she screams. Ooh, especially when I walk in on her. Ooh. <laughs> Now you can, I know my wife cheats on me. Every time I come home, the parrot says, quick, out the window, you know? 